gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Beebs. I'm joined by my co-host, Chen. We're here for some trade deadline immediate reactions here on Halloween on the day of the trade deadline. Backed up the episode somewhat intentionally, somewhat unintentionally uh, to get some basically live reactions uh, to the trade deadline and then as well as react to the week eight games, predict week nine, and as always, buy, sell, hold. Um, before we get into any of that, Christian, the Packers just traded Rasul Douglas for a third round pick, and they traded Rasul and a fifth for a third round pick about 120 seconds ago. What is your immediate <laughs> reaction? <laughs> yeah, I mean, knee jerk reaction is we are who we thought we are in the sense that it's over, man. Like, we're, we're two and five. We're of the handful of teams in the league right now that have a win or two. Uh, and it's a bad list, trust me. You look the teams up, none of those teams are – we're in that top five draft pick contention right now. And um, it, as painful as it is, I mean, because I really love Sewell. I mean, the story is so great. We pluck him off Arizona's practice squad. When Arizona was hot, he had like a game-sealing pick that kind of got his name back on the map. And he's been really good for us since um, – Third round, again, is not the worst value. I don't like that we attached a fifth considering where we're at. I think we need to hold on to really all picks. Um, it's just uh, it's just kind of meh. And it, it also, like, I love that we were able to get Rashawn Gary back. But for the number at what it was and just the state of our team right now, um, I just think the, the move might be a little conflicting, personally. I don't know what your thoughts are on it, like your immediate reaction. I think that this immediate react, like my immediate reaction is that this confirms that management is not, the vision is not this year, uh, and it probably never was. And myself included slightly, other Packers fans who go on Twitter are outraged. Um, they think that this season's a wash, because at this point it is. Um but I feel like I've done a decent job at least voicing my expectations on this podcast. I was preseason hopeful that we could potentially get a playoff spot. Um, but the reality is this, is we have an extremely young team with little to no playmakers on either side of the ball. Rasul Douglas <laughs> was one of those playmakers. So to me, this just screams tanking. Um, maybe not like abusive tanking. Like we're still going right. to try and – yeah, we're still going to try and win six or seven games, which is fine. Get love as much, you know, close game repetition as he needs. I still think he's the guy. I'm not in the camp of, you know, a lot of people are on Twitter. Fire Matt LaFleur. Fire, you know, move on from Jordan Love. Trade. Yeah, burn it all down. Yeah. No, this was, this is like when we got rid of Devontae, like it was clear that it was going to, we invested a lot. A second round pick, a fourth round pick in Romeo Dobbs forget what we spent on Jaden Reed, like multiple picks to reshape the entire wide receiver room. Like that's not, you're not going to find Justin Jefferson in the fourth and fifth round. Like you're, but you might find Devonta Adams or Jordy Nelson or the guy, Randall Cobb, like the guys we found in the past. Uh, and that's just, is like, it's going to take time. And I think that next year is sort of the make or break deal with a lot of these young receivers. I think I would give love another year after that. So three years of starting, um, so I would extend him for two years or something like that, but we're getting way ahead of ourselves, um, a little bit, but knee jerk reaction. We're not, we're not playing to win this year, which is fine. Cause that's what we should have. Our expectations should have been from the start. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can dive right into the Vikings game if you want. No, yeah, we're here. I mean, we've got, we it, might we've as got well it on the list. Out. We've got it right. on the list, man. Um, I think I kind of already said my biggest takeaway from this game. Like, we have no playmakers. And even when, like, things go our way in the fourth quarter and we have a chance to steal one or at least put ourselves back into the position to steal one, we cannot make a play. Um, I think we freaking led the league in drops yesterday. It was just <laughs> abysmal. Um, and, you know, I, I think that, I think that the team is just lacking in identity and lacking in, and especially on offense. I think the defense is middle of the road to above average. Um, but when you've got such a young offense, you need an identity and we're struggling to run the football. We're struggling to throw the football. That's, you know, it's not a great recipe for offensive success. And the only time we ever seem to have offensive success is in the fourth quarter, which is, you know, just when the game's half over. Yeah. I, I, I'm interested. I was, yeah, go ahead. No, no. I just, I was afraid to admit this, like, you know, two weeks ago, um, because I, I'm an avid Packers fan. I believe when there may be literally no reason to believe in this season, and I'll just say I purchased Red Zone for the reason of I can't watch the games. Like, I, I quite literally, I'm like, I'll tune in if it's close, but I work a very early schedule now. And we had two primetime games. That really affects somebody who has to go to work at 3.45 in the morning. <laughs> so when I'm staying up to watch the disaster piece that is the Packers this year, and I keep getting burned after the second time. Like, you know what? The joke is out of me. I'm going to get red zone and watch other teams. And I'm even as I'm watching red zone this past Sunday, it's like, man, they haven't really showed the Packers for a while. <laughs> like, I can't stop thinking about it. It just, then Kirk goes down. I'm like, oh, and then we had like the early turnover. Maybe we'll start getting coverage. No. I don't even think they showed when the game ended because oh, the I had to switch off enough. of red zone. I had to switch off of red zone to watch the Packers game. Uh, and then I switched back to red zone fairly quickly. Yeah, very quickly. But, uh, look, I, I think that the Packers season, it was a great two and one start. I think that the game against the bears really blew me away. I didn't expect us to be that dominant. Um, and I was running victory laps like crazy. Um, and the reality is like, the loss against the Falcons, one point, that was rough. Then you lose to the Raiders. We can't be losing to these kind of teams if we're going to like sneak into the playoffs. Like that's the bottom line. The Broncos, yeah, yeah. You lose so. to the Raiders, then the Broncos and the Falcons are middle of the road. But it's you know that's that's going to boost your draft stock for the next for the next spring when you lose to those teams. Yeah. Man. But I think the bigger takeaway here is like we didn't really learn anything new about the Packers on Sunday. Um, we learned more today, honestly, with the Douglas trade. What we did learn is that the Vikings, man, um, they really started to prove, win three games in a row or whatever it was, proving a lot of my preseason predictions correct that this team can win the North, they can win double digit games, they can still, like, they just got rid of the They're turnover. In the hunt. Yeah. yeah, in the hunt. And then, uh, Kirk goes down with a torn Achilles, man. I wish Jake was here. Uh, for his immediate reaction, because I, I'm not even, I don't even like the Vikings, and I'm I'm pretty like heartbroken for Kirk, man. Like playing the best ball of his career, 
winning games in prime time against good teams like the yeah. 49ers, like without Pretty. Jefferson on the field, like he was balling out. Uh, and man, that's just a tough road to see. I'm interested to see where the Vikings go. But w- what are your thoughts on the Josh Dobbs trade that just came through today as well? And just the Vikings situation as a whole? Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, personally, Dobbs. I don't think he's going to do what Kirk Cousins can do. I think that'd be ridiculous, especially just walking in to the building. Um, but he's he's been around on a lot of teams. And if he can give him that kind of Jacoby Brissett-esque production of, like, is not going to lose you games, they might win a couple more. But my, like, really huge takeaway is they – and granted, they beat us down. Like, all right, I'll, I'll give the victory lap. I know I was a Packers fan – I don't have really any legs to stand on right now. Um, But we we saw how tough it was for them to get going this year with Kirk and Justin Jefferson. And now you don't have both. Like it it is, it may be I'm wrong. That's gotta be their two like key players on the entire team. Now that you're Kirk's done, Jefferson might be back. I'm just not, uh, I'm pretty sure I bought stock in the idea of them making the playoffs and it started to look good, but I think that dream's over now. They win a couple games throughout the rest of the way. I, I think if I'm a Vikings fan, I wouldn't mind if the season's kind of phoned in and you're like kind of going here's for the, draft. Here's position. the thing, though, is they're four and four. Like, that's mm-hmm. why, like, I have the same thought process, but then it's also like the defense is kind of overperforming, playing really well. They just beat the Niners in prime time. Um, and it's like, with and all of this without Jefferson. I think we're really going to – I think what this is going to show us is, like, it might actually help Kirk's legacy a little bit. Like, yeah, it's going to show yeah, us what like he's terrible. actually done for them for the past few years. Um, either right. that or Josh Dobbs comes in in a couple weeks. Let's say they slide to four and six. I don't know their schedule. Five and five, four and seven maybe when he's playing. Like, what's the realistic win count? We have to go game by game, but I – like – can they get to eight wins? Can they get to nine wins? Can they go 500 the rest of the way? Um, right. Sneak into the playoffs that way? Like, I think they could. I actually think they could. Like, they, it's not like Josh Jobs is walking into a, like, room without weapons. Like, he's going to get Jefferson back. He's got Hawkinson. Um, and the defense is middle of the road. Like, it's not – they've got Addison. Like, it's not a bad <laughs> – better than Arizona was for him. The question is how long is it going to take him to get ready? And even then, like, is he going to be better than the guy who's been with the rookie? I forget his name, Hall, who's been there. Yeah, since Jaren camp. Hall, that's... who's been there since camp. Like, is he going to be better in the Kevin O'Connell system? Like, that's debatable. Right. You know? Really, yet to see it, but who knows, man? Really, who knows? Just a really tough blow for a team that's it's been up and down already. I mean, you just not a lot of stability in the rooms that are probably most important in today's game. I mean, you think of, like, quarterback, maybe receiver room, lineman. But, yeah, tough break. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Uh, but that's, you know, a lot, I feel like there's been a lot of injuries this year, man, like more than and, – and two key players. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah. yeah. Um, let's move on, though. Another team struck by an Achilles tear, the Jets, who are mm-hmm. salvaging a season, man. They are salvaging – a season somehow, some way they're four and three. Um, yeah. They win this thriller in OT. Thanks to Zach Wilson of all people, marching them down the field to get the game 
to get the game tying field goal after your boy Graham Gano shanks a thirty five yarder. Um, what what what's your what's your take here? This was kind of got a lot of attention, media attention, um, like fifteen punts in the first half, I think, between the two yeah. teams. Like, go ahead. My and this is maybe more just pinpointing Zach Wilson um, because in terms of the game quality, uh, it was pretty bad. I mean, let's just say the Giants at one point, I think they only threw like seven passes with their third string quarterback for negative one yard. Like it was probably the worst passing performance I've seen in my life. Quite, like, yeah. ser- like just no holds. I mean, they're there. down to their, they're down to their third. But <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's yeah, but holy cow. The stat um, I, the stat I saw, was like, well, sorry, but Darren Waller yeah. actually, he had 57% of the team's uh, receiving yards on uh, Sunday. He finished the game with four yards. <laughs> so they had seven total yards as a team. I, uh, wow. That, that's incredible. Um, I, I, I just think from where, like, just from my really just watching this year, I know Zach Wilson starting to see him kind of step up a bit, you know, getting some wins, clutch moments. I would be encouraged, though, if you check the other stat lines kind of like around the NFL um, and you pair him with Zach Wilson, like, he's still kind of down there, man. I'm, I'm going to be honest. The team is really yeah, like they what won he's, 13 to 10. I know what he's, he's done. What he's doing this year that he didn't do last year is he's not – losing them games like he's not turning the ball over he's not making horrible decisions he's throwing for anywhere from 150 to 250 yards a game maybe a touchdown relying on the defense in the run game to manage to manage it obviously this was a weather game um, but you can't really argue with definitely signs of improvement and you know they're four and three the Bills don't look super great. Like that wild card spot's there. You know, I know we you know had these discussions preseason and everything changed with them, but I think it's there if they can go take it. They've already beaten the Bills once. I know what you're and, hey, I hear what you're saying. I'm just gonna go with the classic Colin Calford analogy here. If you're if you're trying to clean up a f- spill on the floor with a fork, it's not gonna go very well. And you get a toothbrush, it's better. It's improvement, right? I mean, you can clean it up a little. You can spread it around. But it's not even close to a mop or a rag or what is acceptable to clean up a spill. <laughs> and that's my stance on Zach Wilson. Is he is kind of, yes, improvement, not as bad as last year. But, like, I feel like people still hate on Russ. And dude's got, like, a 16 to 4 touched out it's having a really good year yeah so i just uh from the zach wilson standpoint and you know what though i can say what i want we bring up the russ wilson like i i forgot my clown nose and wig today because i just i can't believe how much of a, a sell like quite literally and figuratively that was for those for um, those who didn't listen to last week's episode in about week two or three christian bought stock in russell wilson and proceeded to sell it all off at what we deemed a break-even point 
um, last week. And we can just move on to the Broncos game because it's on the schedule. Broncos yeah, beat the Chiefs yeah. for the first time in 17 matchups. Uh, they had lost 16 straight, four years worth of – no, eight years worth of games. Oh, <laughs> Between between the Chiefs and the Broncos, is that correct? Eight years? That's it. Sounds correct since like twenty. I know it was. I know it was sixteen games in a row they lost. It's just unreal. Um. So you know, there's eight eight years, man. That's yeah, long time. That's that's a long. That's a long time. Russ, three touchdowns, one hundred fourteen yards. Chiefs win or Chiefs lose nine to twenty four. Need I need a knee jerk chin reaction to this one? Um, are we are we scrambling to buy Russ stock back? <laughs> no, because as as good as the three touchdowns was, there was still only 114 yards. And as good as statistically he is on paper, um, you could also look at the game tape and say otherwise. He takes a lot of sacks he doesn't need to, in my opinion, um, just from watching the Packer game. But then watching this, it's it's just, it's just the way he's playing, he's playing to not make mistakes. And in Sean Payton's system, it's really easy to kind of play that way. I mean, he tries to make it easy in terms of reads and whatnot. But let me let me ask you this though: in a year's time, when he's in year two in Sean Payton's system, are we talking about something that's like return to form, like? You know, I mean, if he gets the time, I think I would love if he got it because I don't think, from a Broncos standpoint, they're going to be in range right now to get one of those top quarterback prospects. And I'm kind of in the they can't, dude. They're paying him four hundred million dollars. Exactly, and that's the other thing. It's like you already got this large price tag. You double down by trading the rest of your picks for Sean Payton. Um, They're they're just kind. I think they have. To see, no matter how it would have went this year, but it should be encouraging for Broncos fans that your offense might be able to figure itself out. I think it's really just defensively, which they did a great job. In a what world would you think that the Broncos, who gave up seventy points to the Dolphins, would hold the Chiefs to nine in the I same season? Have a take. I, have I a would take. love to hear the take. Because I, I, that, I that was a I've been to me. feel I've been feeling this for a couple weeks. I've briefly mentioned it a little bit, but this to me really solidified the feeling of like the Chiefs this year. They're not the Chiefs, man. Like they they have struggled to throw the ball this year. They really have, and they've won games on the ground. Uh, and they played a team that found somehow you know held them to what sixty five, sixty seven rushing yards. Um, you know, they, and then they were required to go and get open against man coverage. And they have one guy that can do that. Who's been dinged up for the most of the year. Um, I'm not saying that the chiefs aren't AFC contenders. I'm just saying they're not going to win the Super Bowl. I think that's where I'm at. Like, I, I really think that, uh, they are not, I, I, I like the Nicole Hardman trade because they went and got somebody that they needed. Um, yeah, and I actually, they might've. Somebody just traded for Donovan Peoples Jones. Like, uh, the three. Lions was it the Lions? Okay, Lions, yeah. Um, because there was talks. Oh, no, it, it was Darnell Mooney that the Chiefs wanted to get, and I have not seen, mm. a report on, not seen a report on that yet, which I actually think would be a great move for them because they, they just need depth in the receiver room. You went from an offense that had Mahomes, uh, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. Like, you, 
You know, from that, and then that Chiefs receiver room after Tyreek Hill was actually very solid. You had Nicole Hardman. You had uh, I forget there was somebody else who went on to have success elsewhere, and I can't remember who it was. But that room was good, um, and, and it had depth. Uh, and, and then once they lost Tyreek, it was like, oh, we'll kind of try to. They tried to like uh, moneyball it, like, oh, we'll get the speed with Marquez Valdez Scantling, and then we'll get we'll just give the receptions, you know, the short stuff to to Justin Ross or, or Sky Moore, and it just has not panned out. Uh, they've yeah. taken shots. Sky Moore, I think, he dropped that touchdown on bad, perfectly placed ball for Mahomes. Um, look, I'm not going out and saying the Chiefs stink. They're going to win the AFC West. They're going to be a high seed. But I am saying they're not the Chiefs of old. They've looked off this year. They have not been able to throw the ball as effectively as they have in the past. And I think that their general management's lack of care for the receivers is catching up to them. Much in the way that, uh, well, I guess I can't really say that the Packers are the same because we at least had Devontae uh, at that time. Which I guess he does at least have Travis Kelsey, but. Valid, yeah. Wish we could have had Travis Kelsey for Aaron. Um, I'll just, yeah, kind of final thoughts on the Chiefs in general is personally, I'm I'm not gonna waver. Like I think if any team would figure it out, it's the Chiefs. I feel like at some point every year we kind of say this about them, and it may you know bode true that they don't make it back to the Super Bowl, but I think it's interesting that it's like. It's even in, it, like you can make it a hot take because it's the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like Bengals may not make the Super Bowl. It's like, well, that's just, you know, but like the Chiefs not making it is like they got the best quarterback in the game. They it's the it's really not. And like, like I, I usually, that's say their this, expectation. Too. Like, it's, it's I agree. Kind of crazy, like, but that's, that's what makes it sound like a hot take for me to be like, I don't think they get back to the Super Bowl because their expectations are so high. But it's not even that hot. Like, I don't think it's that hot of a take for me to say they've struggled to throw the ball this year. Like they've won oh, their yeah, game. No, they've won their games on the ground and with their defense, and they just didn't have it. Like against the Broncos, and they've had a lot of other yeah. close games that they've pulled out where the dominance of old is is not quite there. And when you look at teams like Philly right now, and we'll get yeah. to Cincinnati, who's here we are in week eight. Here we are in week nine. Just like we said, man. Just, just like we said. We'll get to every every time. Every time. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's insane. But that's where we're at with the Chiefs. They're just, I don't know. They'll be fine. Like they'll be fine. Don't get me wrong. They'll be fine. Just like the Bengals. We said the Bengals will be fine. The Chiefs will be fine. They'll be playing yeah. the Bills. They'll be playing the. They'll be playing the Dolphins. They'll be playing the Bengals. Somebody in the playoffs. And those are the teams I don't know if they get through this year because I don't know if they have Arrowhead behind them. That's kind of where mm. I'm at. Mm. And that will definitely yeah, make a difference this year. And I totally I, – I see the vision, especially when we go on to the Bengals and 49ers because Bengals, I, I mean, look, we, it's literally every year this happens since Joe Burrow's got there. But um, I actually – I think – it, the 49ers to me, it was more shocking. All right. In the sense that they have now dropped three straight. I was really, I, I'm not like out on them. I still think they can meet in the championship game with the Eagles, but taking three straight uh, this early, I, I just have questions. You know, like it's, I'm not panicking, but it's kind of like, all right, I'm going to flip the lid up. I, I'm going to watch, see what happens because. 
I mean, they drop another. You lost four straight. Not many contenders are so capable of that. Play the Jaguars this week. That's what I mean. Like their <laughs> schedule is not easy the rest of the way. It's it's really not. Um, here here's I know Purdy's catching a lot of flack right now. Uh, which to me, I think is unwarranted. Like, what was the guy eight and zero in like regular season starts yeah. to start his career? Like, yeah, he's not gonna you know win every game for the rest of his life. Right, Jeez. he's gonna have bad games, uh, and he had some bad moments in these games. More interceptions than he's ever thrown, and whatnot. My concern is more or less like the defense is like, what's the word for de-progressing? Like the re- the regressing. Right. The defense oh, yeah, is regressing for, for as the year goes on. You had dominant performances against the Cowboys, the Cardinals, uh, and then they, you know, I think the offense might have lost the game against the Browns. That was their first loss of the year, I believe. Um, kind of struggled to get the ground game going, only gave up 19 points, couldn't win the game. But then Kirk and the Vikings, I know the offense only scored 17 in that game too, but Kirk and the Vikings aired it out and dominated time of possession on Monday night last week. Like that mm. was that was a Vikings win. Um, and just pulling up Kirk's stats, he threw for 378 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, uh, to me, it's more of a defense thing. And then we've got Burrow this week, the defense's worst performance of the year. 283, mm-hmm. three touchdowns. Burrow's play the game. They can't get him on the ground. Um, I agree my takeaway from this game. Well, you know what? I'm not going to say that. I was going to say that my takeaway from this game was uh, more anti-Niners than pro-Bengals, but I disagree with my own statement. Uh, well, what? yeah, the Chase Young trade, because we talked about the defense, and right away you plug that in with Nick Bosa. What is your thoughts on that? We can get to the Chase Young trade. From the Niners' perspective, I love it. Uh, they literally yeah. paid, they paid less for Chase Young than the Bears did for Montez Sweat. But, but, you know, <laughs> um, but from the Commanders' perspective, I, I really don't get it at all. But mm. – from the Niners' perspective, I like it. We'll see how long it takes when we get plugged in. It's sometimes a little easier to plug in on the D-line because you can just have a linebacker tell you what gap you're in. Like, you know, that's yeah. – when you're pl- – you can't plug in a mic like that or a DB. You know, you got to learn hand signals and whatnot. D-end, yeah, okay, put him in on third downs his first week. Go get the quarterback, right? right. Um, same thing with the receiver. Like, go run this route and, and we'll figure it out as we go. Uh, but it still takes time to get fully integrated into a system and – Look, it's not like they don't got a great defense already. They've got Fred Warner, Hall of Famer. They've got a good defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a great move. I think it's going to beef up the pass rush. It's going to beef up the run game, a run defense. I-, I like it a lot for what they paid, but it's another win-now move um, that I think – I don't know if they're there this year right now. That's, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's like the, these contracts are going to catch up to them. They are. They're not going to be able to keep these these names on their roster. I mean, Chase Young's on the last year of his rookie deal, I'm pretty sure. Like, they just – like, they didn't – the commanders didn't take his fifth-year option. This is year four. I'm 90% sure. I'd have to double-check that. But just mm-hmm. something where it's like, okay, you got Bosa, Warner, um, you know, Greenlaw, Ayuk, Samuel, McCaffrey, Kittle. <laughs> Purdy's on a like veteran minimum deal because he's a seventh round pick. Like you're kind of getting to that point where it's like where we talk about the Bengals are a little bit closer to it, where it's like it's got to be right now. And I I respect them for making this move because they know it's got to be right now. Uh, yep. But it also feels like the 49ers have been right now for like five years and they can't figure it out. 
And yeah. that's where if, if, if I don't know, I don't know what to get them over the hump because the, on paper, getting Chase Young would probably be my exact response. But it's something where maybe we're just overreacting to a three-game skid. It's just a three-game skid. It's a long season. Like, you know. Very true. Yeah, 17 games now instead of 16. I do want to I do want to take time, though. Like, <laughs> the Spangles turnaround, man, it's it's something else. Because not only have they have they won three straight. They were one and three. They won three straight. Uh, they've won three straight. Against good team. Well, I guess not. I look back. I was thinking they beat the Bills, but they played the Bills this week. I was confused. Niners was a big win. They win a close one against Seattle. Uh, and then they looked great against the Cardinals. So now the offense, per usual, as we said a million times, oh, you know, the Bengals are going to suck for the first three weeks, four weeks of the season. We're going to get to week eight to 10, and they're going to be red hot. Here we are. I think they're going to roll through the Bills on Sunday, on Sunday yeah. Night Football. And it's going to be like, man, why did we ever doubt this team? They're AFC contenders. They're the, they're the favorites, right? And it's, well, no, they're actually still behind the Ravens in the division. So where are you at, like, with the AFC North picture? Because I think the Browns are in the mix, too. Like, the Bengals have losses to the Ravens and to the Browns. Uh, where are you at in their ability to come back and win this division? I think my proper response is I have no idea. Like I've been going back and forth about it all day. And part of me is like, yeah, yeah. I, I think they'll run the table. But like, I feel like every one of my predictions lately, it's just been ice cold. Like it's just, I've not been on a good streak, man. And between like, just, I don't, I, I think it, yes. Like from what I'm seeing, they should win the division. Like, I don't think the Ravens are that scary. The Steelers are going to find their way to 9-8, and 10-7 and seven like they always do. And the Browns have had their kind of issues between just Watson, but the, like they're still a good team on paper. It could go any way when, when it's like the Ravens could turn it on as well. You see how good Lamar can be playing and then and what they did to the Lions. I mean, the Browns have the talent. And the Steelers, they might just go make a run. Who knows? So here's the – Here's the thing with the Bengals. I think it was two weeks ago we looked at their remaining schedule and we were like, man, this is going to be tough. Like, they need to beat the Cardinals. Tough, yeah. it, was, it was the week they played the Cardinals. And we said, if they lose this one, we're slamming the panic button. And then they won in commanding fashion. And then they snuck out a close one against the Seahawks. And now they roll the 49ers. And it's like, okay, mm -hmm. what? You know, the Niners are in the top five teams in the league. They're going to be beating them by two scores, throwing for 300 whatever yards. Like, there's really nobody they can't compete with. Right. And now they're back to who they are. And when I look at their remaining schedule, what once looked so tough now looks like, oh, okay. Because I think they're going to beat the Bills this week. They have the Texans after that. Okay, so they're probably winning their next two. Uh, then yeah. they go Ravens, Ravens, which will be a big – that's big for the division. Then they go Ravens, mm -hmm. Steelers. They have the Jaguars still on the schedule, right? So – uh, then they go Colts, Vikings, Steelers, Chiefs, Bengals. Uh, and Chiefs are at Arrowhead. So let's say they lose to the Chiefs, uh, lose to the Ravens again, Ravens slash Steelers again, slash Jaguars. There's probably two or three losses left on their schedule. At worst, in my opinion, that puts them at 11 wins. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That puts them at 11 and, or 10 and 7 um, or 11 and, 11 and 6. I, 
I, I hear what you're saying. I think that's reading that schedule is where my hesitancy hesitancy comes from, because I know we're kind of giving them the like, all right, if they get you know a couple more losses, they'll be all right. But like this this season, I feel like specifically is one where like no plan has gone according to plan, at least not for the entire season. There's been a lot of like roller coasters for almost every team, and I, I just we're almost asking them to kind of be perfect. And in the division they're in, the way the rest of the AFC is looking, I don't, it's not that I don't have confidence in the Bengals to make a deep playoff run. I don't know if I have confidence in that they just lose a game we don't expect. And all of a sudden they're chilling at like 10 and seven and the Ravens going at 11 and six with a tiebreaker. Like it doesn't mean the Ravens are the better team. It's just the way the schedule. Fell. So, I mean, you think 10 and six, 10 and seven is good enough to get the wild card. Yeah. Because this yeah, is a team. I mean, this is a team that went to the Super Bowl as a six seed two years ago. Absolutely, like, that's what I'm saying. I see the deep playoff run. I just going the on the road every week, out. and they beat everybody. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't, this isn't for me to like push back. Like I feel just as confident in like the Bengals as that group, as not me as confident as you, but in the sense of it's just a, like a numbers game, like in just their their division, who they play, the rest of the FC, just the way this year's shaping up. I, the Broncos Chiefs was like my I don't know football game of the week. There's one of them every single week where it's like you think it's a surefire, like you're putting that on your parlay is like a lock. And so many parlays probably just got killed because of that. Yeah. And I just uh That's 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 fair. That's how I that's actually how I felt about Texans Panthers this week, but we're not that's not on the docket. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, man, I, I don't know football. Like what? I was so convinced the Panthers weren't going to win this game. But uh, one final game. We've talked a lot about the Bengals. I'm sure we'll continue to talk about them as we uh, as they heat up, as I'm predicting. Um, one final game I want to talk on really quick. Will Levis makes his debut with the third quarterback ever to throw four touchdowns in his debut. I, it was some guy from the 40s and I think Joe Montana. I'm not 100% on that. Wow. It was, yeah, it, it might have been Johnny Unitas. Like, <laughs> I saw Either Red Zone way. flash the graphic. Uh, just just know he's the third quarterback ever to throw four touchdowns in his debut, which is quite insane. Um, what are your thoughts, man? Like, if the Titans – I think if the Titans, like, had found something at quarterback here, this wasn't a freak performance, like, they could be back in, like, pretty quickly in the conversation. I think that they are maybe a year away from, like, reloading the roster to – kind of like get back to that AFC South and AFC dominance um, that they were in to 10 to 12 win seasons. But what are your thoughts? So it's a crazy concept, mind boggling for a lot of NFL coaches for some reason. But when you have a really strong and your identity, I guess, essentially is in the ground game, it really helps when you throw the, the football like down the field. <laughs> and with Ryan Tannehill, they weren't doing that. We we talked about like they were they down. were in like 2020, 20, like I always say yeah. pre AJ Brown trade, they were. When they were good. And they haven't been good because of the fact they've gotten away from that. And even with like Malik Willis, I think I don't think his career is done, but like he might fall in like the Christian Hackenberg vein of like just never is going to get an opportunity because of just how bad he kind of looks in his. And it is what it is, you know. That's kind of how it shakes out for some guys. But on the flip side of it, it's like you talk about Will Levis seizing the opportunity. I mean, there's 
questions about the guy's character. They said some toe injury was the reason he slipped down in the second round. It's like, all right, he was predicted, I mean, top 10 at least for a lot of mock drafts. Some were saying as high as four. Which I and, remember saying it was inflated value. Like, I didn't. And I would have to agree with that one. Yeah. I mean, I, at the time, it was like, I don't see it. But, I mean, you, you saw what you saw on Sunday. And it's like, all right, maybe I see the vision. Because it, it was, he just was, it wasn't like he wasn't just like, he was taking the deep shots, wasn't scared to take them. But Dude. he was delivering amazing balls. Like, yes. <laughs> pause. But like, <laughs> they, they were. No, like, that's exactly what I was going to say. Perfect what, accuracy. And what impressed me the most. most, what impressed me the most was not like, oh, we threw for a bunch of yards and four touchdowns. Uh, it was just like he's delivering throws while getting hit that are bombs, perfectly yeah. in stride, leading away from defenders. The one, the one touchdown he threw that wasn't a D hop was what I thought was the best. One. Was like when he was on like the back. right hash. Yeah, and, and he threw it back across the yeah. field, up over his shoulder, teardrops in. It was like, oh my gosh, dude! Like you don't see those throws every day, and then red zone. Genuinely, no. those are Rodgers esque. Like you know, what the heck? Elite just, deep ball, yeah, yeah, elite deep ball throws. Uh, and I think that if he continues to like just deliver that threat for the for the Titans, it could have been. I'm interested to see. You know, every time we get a rookie quarterback, somebody young gets in there mid season. Teams don't know how to game plan right away, and they're reacting. And you see a lot of rookie quarterbacks have a sophomore slump or something yeah. where it's like they were really good, and then teams figure it out. Uh, and obviously, like there's there's just no way the Falcons were prepped for that because they haven't shown that all year the ability to go downfield like that. Um, and yeah. so I'm interested to see as the year progresses if defenses can catch up, and especially if he gets named starter next year and wins the job and they roll with him. I'm very interested to see like is it sustainable? Um, and that's what separates the greats from the average. But I'm, I'm just interested to see like what he's got. And one game is obviously not enough, but he looked great, like no doubt. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so to recap, all of week eight picks, I was 10 and six. You were seven and nine. Jake was eight and eight. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And that, where that where that puts us on the year, I'm 75, 47. You're 64 and 58. Uh, Jake's 49 and 40. Um, so I've got I, I put in a little win percentage thing, too, because Jake's got less games than us. So there's a little bit, you know, to keep it competitive. In that sense, uh, I have a 61% win percentage right now. You have 52 and Jake has 55. Um, so relatively mm. close, uh, but I've definitely am. Um, You're pulling you know, away. I'm pulling away. I'm, I'm, I'm hot. I'm feeling good. I'm winning games that um, a lot. I'm, I've noticed I'm getting games that a lot of people aren't. And that's what's separating me. Like I was the only one who had the Cowboys this week. And they, you know, they blew oh. them out. Uh, I, was oh, the only, I was the only one who had the, I was the only one who had the Saints this week. Right. Um, mm. For some reason, mm. also, I need to hold you accountable. You took the Bears. I, I don't, you know, I just. I it just, was like an upset pick of the week, and here I am. <laughs> I, I My picks get upset. I need to understand that. <laughs> you also picked the Commanders, oh. which actually they put up a good fight. It, they was, yeah. yeah. It was 14 to 3 at one point. I was like. Mm. Really, really, the differences this week, um, and I almost got Giants too which nobody else had. And then you guys both had jets. I almost stole that one too, but um, you had Packers. That was basically the difference between you and Jake. You had Packers. He had Vikings. I had Vikings. Um, I had saints. You did have Bengals. We both had Niners, uh, but then bears was also awesome. Packers and bears kind of 
Psychology of the Week separated you classic. from the Classic. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Classic. Um, but before we get into week nine predictions, we've kind of touched on it a lot already. Are, are there any trades that you just want a knee-jerk reaction that have happened today? We've had we talked about Chase Young, a little bit about Montez Sweat. We actually probably talked a little bit more about him. Darnell Mooney rumors, Josh Dobbs, uh, or anything else you've seen on Twitter since we started recording. Um, but the floor is yours. Um, disappointing. I, I, I honestly, for the trade deadline, like my I don't know, man. The, reaction, the NFL trade deadline is not the NBA trade trade deadline. I know like, that last year was just crazy. Halfrey last year, like I don't know. I yeah, it, it, I know what you're where you're coming from. Like it's not the NBA. I shouldn't have expected as much as I did. Oh but I was gosh. thinking one star was going to get moved or did I? Sorry. Per, per um, Joe Douglas, the GM of the Jets, quote, yep. we're expecting Aaron to be back this season. Wow. <laughs> what? What? I, there, I there's mean, a live reaction. Yeah, oh, my gosh. I need to figure out what kind of therapy that, that man's on. Or the theory that. My my boy Luke has posed to me and is running with, and now I'm starting to see the traction. Is Rogers never actually tore his Achilles, <laughs> and that it was just a strain they're playing up for like this heroic like comeback because just so, basically just so, just so the Packers just so he doesn't play sixty five percent of snaps and the Packers get a second round pick. Yes, the, for the <laughs> picks, and they saw what happened with Russ in Denver and were like. We got to ease him into this slowly, even though the entire Jets, New State of New York, and even ever, really everywhere was like, we need to see Rodgers in like full season. But, I mean, that's a huge comparison. I mean, we're, we're talking all sorts of allegations here. No, I think <laughs> if he, that were the I case, saw the video, um, man. His so Achilles. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's shot. I just, I, that is an incredible turn on, man. I mean, I don't even know how it's possible. For a couple months, do you have full mobility? I just I don't know. I don't know. We'll I see if he actually makes it. We'll, we'll see if he actually makes it back. Like you know, if they, if they're out of the playoffs and it's week sixteen or week seventeen, like this is also something that the Packers did when he broke his collarbone and we lost. When he just rushed back and yeah, we went yeah. and it was like oh, I'll put him back on IR the season. Like we were all hyped for him to come back and it's not there. Right. But, right. Um. All right. Trade deadline. Here's here's just the, the quick recap. All right. Giants trade Leonard Williams to the Seahawks for a second. If they didn't get into that because it makes no sense to me. Commanders trade Montez Sweat to the Bears for a second. Chase Young to the Niners for a third. Vikings trade Ezra Cleveland to the Jags for a sixth. Cardinals trade Josh Dobbs and a seventh to the Vikings for a sixth. So basically nothing. Um, and Browns mm-hmm. trade Donovan Peoples-Jones to the Lions for a sixth. Yeah, underwhelming is definitely my... I think it's a lot of action for an NFL trade deadline. I know, like, you know, NBA spoiled us a little bit sometimes, but um, I don't know. I I think my thing with the commanders, I kind of was texting you about this, like, I I guess, like, where their roster's at, and and I'll kind of go off on the Chase Young rant a little bit here because it makes no sense to me, because what, like, where their roster's at, on paper, they should be performing, in my opinion, better than they are. And when you have that kind of situation where it's like you can't look at the field and see injuries or a specific position group or facet of the game that they suck in for why they're losing games, it's usually the coach. 
So if they're going to ride with Ron Rivera, I see where they're coming from in terms of moving some of these pieces now. Um, And just like, they just need to shift something because it's clearly not working. My response probably would have been to fire Rivera, which I don't think they're going to do because of the situation he's guided them through with ownership that I think it would be, they just think it's unfair to fire him, which is probably, probably fair. Um, Fair, But Montez sweat deal for a second. Yeah, that's a win considering Chase Young was a third. But Mm -hmm. my thing with Chase Young is like, he's a second overall pick. You didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Like, what more do you want out of a second overall pick? Like, he has not been bad. He's just not, like, not every first overall, first, you know, edge rusher passer that you take in the draft is going to be Michael Parsons. Like, look at Jadavion yeah. Clowney. He had a successful career, but he wasn't J.J. Watt. Like, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, it's not like Chase Young is awful. He's, like, an above-average pass rusher. Mm-hmm. On a rookie deal that you could have extended. Like, <laughs> And then made a decision from there, and it's like, I to trade him for a third rounder is like, what? Selling low, it, yeah. yeah, definitely selling low considering the the premium kind of a price of pass rushers. I mean, you mentioned Leonard Williams going for a second, and Leonard Williams is probably like ten years older. I mean, yeah, ten years, but like, yeah, he's no, a lot he's older, older than Chase Young, and. Ah oh, man, that just it kind of feels like highway robbery from San Francisco. Like they just they find a way to kind of pull these trades off. And you're like, and like I get but... I get if the commanders don't want to extend him. They're like, well, let's ship him now because I don't think we're gonna make the playoffs this year. Fine. Right. Fine. I just don't understand why they don't want to extend him. Like that's where I'm coming from, is like, what has he done to make you move on so quickly from a second overall pick? It's not like the quarterback position either. Right. It's not like it's true. It kind of falls under the Baker Mayfield thing for me, actually. Like, what, like, wh- where, like, he's not the problem here. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, absolutely. Um, and, and look at the Browns. They're probably worse off now than they were with Baker. Like, um, this is true. Stats so that, that's my problem with him. Montez Sweat, they obviously got great value. I guess the Giants are mailing it in to Leonard Williams straight. I mean, do you disagree? <laughs> like, I think they got a decent haul. No. That's great all. Second yeah. round for that. I think that's great. Yeah. Same I think with that, that's what. I think that the Giants have had a, a poor start to the season. I think they expected to be in playoff contention. And now you've got Jones and Tyrod out. You're starting DeVito. Um, you're two and six, I think. Like, you should have won the game last week, but your kicker missed a 35 yarder to ice the game. Cram Gano, um, all reliable. Yeah. That. That's, you know, yeah. this year is just. Yeah, I think the year's oh. just not off to the start they wanted, and they're just kind of mailing it in. Um, I still think Dable's their guy. Jones is debatable, but I really think that they just need offensive line to help more than anything. Um, how about Donovan Peoples-Jones to the Lions? I actually really like it. Yeah, it definitely, like, helps out, you know, what the Lions got going on. Definitely doesn't hurt them. And for the value, like, six-round pick is nothing to the Lions right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, from the Browns' perspective, I mean, I don't think they're really utilizing them the best way either. No, I so think, like, that, I, I think, I think it really that, is the best way for both parties, to be honest. Like the most win-win trade we got. I think that the Lions have um, – they've been looking for a wide receiver too and Jamison Williams. First off, he hasn't been on the field. Second off, like he just had, he's not there yet. Uh, and for immediate help, like they're going to go try and get it this year. I don't, I don't hate it. Or, or this year or next. Like I, I don't hate it. Um, right, but 
that's kind of it for trade deadline talks. We'll obviously keep you updated if anything crazy happens while we're still recording. But uh, buy, sell, hold. You got two two potential acquisitions. Anything you want to sell um, or anything like that? No, no, no. Yeah, I don't need to sell anything. Um, I'll actually. I was because of just the deadline moves. Um, I'm gonna put some just stock in a um, a Nick Bosa. Just in, when I say like resurgence, this is contingent on Chase Young being with the team next year. All right. In 2024, he will get 24 sacks. And that sounds crazy, but I, I just think of even back to the Legion boom days of Seattle and what they brought in either Chris, I think Chris Clemens has been, had been there and they brought in like Cliff Averill. And it's like Cliff Averill at face value isn't the best, you know, D end of all time, but what he provided as a pass rusher allowed both of them to really operate and help Seattle, just they would sit in the cover three, like they would bring four guys and they'd still get pressure home every time. Um, 49ers having the ability to do that and having a guy of Nick Bolsa's caliber, I could see him passing Strahan. I could see it. So that's uh, that's my long term take. Um, in terms of confidence, I'm gonna put a one in it just because <laughs> it's it's a record like that would have to be broken, but. I just really want to put it out there that I, think I don't hate it. No, I don't. I don't Sanford. hate it. Assuming Chase Young stays, I really don't hate it. Um, all right, I'm gonna actually make a sale here. Mm. Um, I, I don't know if it's a loss. You can tell me. Uh, on October 5th, I purchased stock saying Justin Fields would be an Atlanta Falcon uh, by fall camp in 24. I th- I really think this Montez Sweat move to me says they're rolling with Fields like. I like you. I don't know. I, I I don't know how I think that. I just do. Like I think I just my feeling of Fields being gone and the Bears moving on. Like I think they want to stay with Justin Fields. Um, I I could regret selling this because it is kind of a it wasn't a great hill Mary, but I'm gonna sell it now. Uh, I guess you're the deciding vote on if it's a win or a loss. But I, I mean, I don't know I what would, I'm rating it on. Yeah, like, I don't, no like, offense. I'll see how it's a win. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I think it's hurt with a thumb injury. Like I think it's just a. I think I'm just selling it. Buying a loss. Like <laughs> I'll take the I'll take the loss. It was too confident. So tough break. Yeah. it is what it is. Uh, in terms yeah. of acquisitions today, I don't have much other than think that the you know. Yeah, I guess it's my Super Bowl prediction, so I don't even have to do it. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say Bengals. <laughs> it's, that's that's already my, it's already my Super Bowl. Like I had them in the Super Bowl, but um, yeah, I don't have much to add. Yeah, I, I can't really think of anything crazy to add. So you know, okay, yeah, we can just, yeah, I mean, can, move right on the it. predictions. Yeah, uh, if I think of something before the end of the episode, I'll buy it. But I don't know. Definitely, much. yeah. So. As I said before, uh, 75 and 47 is me. You're 64 and 40, 58. I was 10 6. You were 7 and 9. Um, Thursday night football, Titans at Steelers. Where are you at? Oh, did the Steelers win last week? That's re- No, they didn't. No, Jaguars. So I'm going to take the Steelers because they got to stay around that like 500 or above mark. So, so I'm. See, I have Steelers written down, but because it's at home. But I forgot I need to I don't think Minka Fitzpatrick is playing. 
and the reason I had the Steelers down was the Steelers' defense against a rookie quarterback. Mm. But without mm-hmm. Minka, I think I'm going to go with the Titans here, ride the momentum. I don't know if there's enough on a half of football or however much he played to really develop a great game plan to stop him. Uh, so yeah. I guess I'll, I'll roll with the Titans Thursday night. Guy's got fresh legs. Everybody else doesn't. So, um, okay. all right, here's a, here's a big one from Sunday, 1 p.m. game, Dolphins in Arrowhead. Dolphins, Dolphins. I could just—I usually never pick against Chiefs, but I—I I see them going in and winning, and people kind of panicking about the Chiefs. I'll take the Chiefs at home. <laughs> yeah, safe pick. Yeah, well, at least I mean, we thought last I had week. no, I had Dolphins written down, but I, I was—I'm going opposite of you on that, just because it's the value on Chiefs at home is there. I would Vikings. fade my picks as well. <laughs> Vikings going into Atlanta. I'm taking Atlanta. I'm thinking about it. No Kirk. Um, yeah. Atlanta, and after I lost last week, they definitely need this one. So, Bears at Saints. I've said multiple times I will never pick the Bears. So, <laughs> yeah. And, oh, man. If, as, as much as it feels, this would probably be a better game for me to take the Bears, but I'm going to go with the Saints. Yeah. And it's in New Orleans, too. So, um, all right, Rams going into Lambeau Field. Um, I'm assuming you're going to pick the Packers? I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Locked in as a like, lifer. Like, I have to. Yeah, well, you know, I'll take the Rams. Uh, I think they've hit rock bottom, in my opinion. Especially if they don't. Especially if you got Matthew Stafford airing it out against a secondary that doesn't have Jair on the field because he's hurt and just straight away Rasul Douglas. I don't know who. Yeah, I got. Yeah. I'll take. I'll take the Rams. Puka and Cooper just light us up. Uh, Commanders going into New England. New England because of what the Commanders did in terms of just selling. Um, I could see this going the other way though. The Commanders, their offense gets going. It's probably over. I think I'm gonna take the Commanders for that exact yeah. reason. I just yeah, even, even without the. You know, Chase Young and Montez Sweat. It's like, how explosive is New England's offense? Uh, and the Commanders, they're explosive. And New England has struggled against explosives all year. So I'll do Definitely. that. Seahawks going into Baltimore. I'm kind of at a point now where I'm not picking against Baltimore. Like, that's that's kind of at that point. So I'm going to ride with the Ravens. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll second that just because after seeing what I, they did to the Lions, geez, man, um, Ravens kind of seem like they're for real this year. It should only be getting better down the road. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay going into Houston, coming off of the loss against Carolina. Um, where are you at on this one? I'll go Tampa Bay. Just uh, Houston had a tough week last week. They might have been overperforming a bit. Tampa's coming off the bye. Or did they play Thursday? They played Thursday. They, they played lost. Thursday. Honestly, they could have beat the Bills. Yeah, they were, weirdly, they were weirdly in that game. Yeah, I'll roll with the Bucks here. Um, I've been liking the Texans, but loss to the Panthers has me shaking my head a little bit. Bucks have been mm. better than their record. Um, Cardinals at Browns. I'm taking the Browns, especially coming off that loss against the Seahawks on the last play of the game. Right. Yeah, with the, the Cardinals, I believe they're going with Clayton Toon. Yeah. <laughs> and the Cardinals just traded away their starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hard for me to pick that, man. <laughs> Gonna go with the Browns. Uh, Frank Reich revenge game. Colts going into Carolina. Mm. Yeah, Frank Reich revenge game would 
they did pick up a win. I'll take the bait. I'll take the bait. I'll take the Panthers. I'm All right, I'll take the Colts. Bit, I'll take the yeah. Colts. <laughs> seven and nine last week. <laughs> Jeez. All right, uh, Giants playing the Raiders um, as bad as the – I have the Giants written down, man, because I just refuse to pick the Raiders to win a game, especially after last night's debacle. Um, but where are you at? I'm actually going to take the Giants, too. This is might be the only time I actually feel comfortable right, making this, sick. This sounds, this sounds kind of cheesy, but I think I'm going to switch it to the Raiders. I forgot the tie rod. So if you want to switch yours, I feel I feel like I, I, that was kind of a sh- sleazy move there to hype up the I still want Giants. to go with the Giants. All right, I well, really let do. the record show I gave you a chance after accidentally talking. <laughs> I don't trust the, the Raiders, man. McDaniels lost to Jeff Saturday. Like, I don't trust that guy for nothing. God. Oh, man. All right, Cowboys going into Philly. So the Cowboys, I'm not changing my pick. The Cowboys have been um, 50-50, you know, blowout, get blown out. Blow yeah. out, get blown out all year. Um, I think this is the week where they get blown out by Philly. Yeah, it's usually on the schedule. I'll uh, put down Philly as well. This is right. classic Cowboys performance. Yeah. Coming yeah. Up. yeah, and they made no moves at the deadline. Cause... No, no. They think they're fine. They yeah. think they're all good. Uh, Sunday night football, I've already said I'm wrong with the Bengals um, at home against the Bills. Who you got? I don't like the bank or the Bills like really lately at all. I mean, they're just. I like their Leonard Fournette signing. It's not bad. Definitely not bad. I'm definitely going with the Bengals, though. I'm going to ride the hot end. Bills might surprise me here, but I doubt it. Uh, All right. Now, Chargers at Jets on Monday Night Football. I'm rolling with the Chargers. I think they win back-to-back games in um, demanding or or commanding, you know, fashion. Um, And and then they're four and four. And we're talking about them, you know, like, oh, you know, the Chargers are in that they're in that conversation for a playoff spot, you know, because that's what the Chargers do. They hover around wild card spots. It is what they do. I'm still going to take Jets just because I, I don't trust Chargers. I don't trust the Chargers, Raiders. You trust Broncos, Zach but... Wilson more than the Chargers? Like, you, I just, mean, you Zach just had Wilson a five-minute rant about how Staley. he's still a freaking toothbrush. Like, like... <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what I said. But it's really more Robert Salah is a way better coach than Staley. Well, and I if mean... the Jets, if they shut down the Chargers offense, like, it's a game. We need it, to do a really hot seat. Game. We we need to do a hot seat next week because I, I we've been I've been less vocal than I was last year about coaches that I need to see fired immediately. Granted, we don't yeah. have Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury running around losing games this year. So, um, or Matt true. or Matt Rule, dude. <laughs> last year I predicted Matt Rule to the week. That was impressive. to the week. Yeah, that was. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, we might we might have to do that next week because uh, yeah, it's McDaniel's ain't getting fired and he needs to go. Brandon State didn't get fired. He needs to go. But uh, yeah. All right. I think that wraps us up. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Again, be sure to check us out on TikTok, Twitter. Um, and you know, share your friends, sharing ideas, ideas for buy, sell, hold, and whatnot. I can't think of anything I really need to buy right now. Um, things I might buy in the future because the price might drop, but not right now. So um, yeah. appreciate you guys. We'll be sure we'll be back next Monday and uh, happy Halloween. Yes, sir. Take it easy. Oh!